Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my little friends. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. I'm speaking to you from an auditorium emptier than Joe Biden's daily schedule. He lived long enough to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It hurt my soul to hear the terrible name that people called on. The worst one is racist. I take it as a personal insult that people would think I've had a 37-year friendship with the racist. People who think that don't know what they're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. And not just, they're not used for just hunting, you know, that a lot of people do for sport. You know, we... Right now, for black people, right now, we are hunting. We think it's new hunting us. In much of the Democratic Party, it's now fashionable to say that America is racist. That is a lie. America is not a racist country. Biden has promised to take that money back out of your pocket and keep it in the swamp. That makes sense, though, considering Joe Biden is basically the Loch Ness Monster of the swamp. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of VB in the Middle on AM 680 WRKO. Yes, day one of the Republican National Convention is in the books. Yes, we are going to spend some time talking about it, <laughs> including lightning. Did you go over the office pool yet? Who had Loch Ness Monster being mentioned in the first day? Who won? Uh, that would be uh, Scott <laughs> over there in Cubicle C. Yeah, right. I, I was sort of multitasking during the thing for a while including in Don Jr.'s speech. So I'm doing this thing, but I got it on, and I have it just loud enough that I, you know, I won't wake the kids, but that I can hear it. But I got to kind of pay attention to hear it, so I'm in and out. All of a sudden, I heard Loch Ness Monster, and I stopped doing the other thing, and then I was in for the rest of the evening. <laughs> because I'm like, what? We each had that moment, though. Yours was the Loch Ness Monster. For me, it was Gates and talking about the auditorium is emptier than, you know, Joe Biden's schedule. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm all in now. Now I'm all ears. <laughs> I love those jabs. I really do. I love it. I live for those moments. There were some moments last night, is oh, what yeah, I'll tell yeah. you. And, you know, it sort of is... The Democrats were, were, I mean, I guess we'll just get into this right now. The Democratic convention was very boring. Is that the word? Yeah. I mean. Generous. I thought Kamala's speech was pretty good, and that was an interesting moment. What else? I mean, what 
it just was like you know they said what they you knew they would say it it kind of lacked passion it didn't have any like wow moments other than maybe the the woman from Arizona talking about her father being killed by Trump mm-hmm. as a result of coronavirus which I didn't think was a great look that was dramatic that was... but it was just kind of ah, okay that was their convention this one last night was Part politics, part human interest, part carnival. You know what they are, And it had a little bit of all, and then part like, (laughs) wow, how about tone that down maybe a notch, Kimberly Guilfoyle? That would be okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what the the Republicans, I think, had more so than the Democrats is they had more – they had more wittiness about them. That's what was just entertaining, like with their jabs. It was just very witty and entertaining, whereas the Dems, it was like, okay, here we go, bash Trump. It's just predictable. Like there was no wittiness to it, you know? Cheap jabs are always good. Oh, it's always it's <laughs> always entertaining. Give me a little something extra, you know, a little over here too. I'm and they, fine with just, that. The delivery, it just comes out of nowhere. Like you're just, it just like kind of zaps you and you're not expecting them. You know, you don't expect it to happen when it happens. And it's just like, ooh, that whoa, that got me interested. So let me set the table for you today and then we will get into this. And I want your reaction to the convention day one, what you thought was the best moment last night and what you thought was maybe the weirdest moment, shall we say, from last night. Uh, 617-266-266. 6868 is, of course, the number you can join me at. 70470 is the text line. Lightning is keeping an eye on that as well. One o'clock, Dan Linsky, former Boston police superintendent, uh, friend of mine, guy who was in the business for a long time, is going to come on. We're going to talk about Kenosha. We didn't do it yesterday. Uh, We're going to do it today, and we're going to talk about the police in Kenosha. What did happen? What didn't happen? Where did it go wrong, if it went wrong, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to do that at 1 o'clock, and then we'll kick that one around for a little while. 2 o'clock, Lightning. Today is the 45th anniversary of Born to Run, the Bruce Springsteen album that some consider to be a classic. I did see this, and I looked the other way. <clears throat> We're going to kick that around, not We're kicking the way a you Bruce Springsteen. Like. Bruce, calm, what? Wait, We're going to talk about, as a result of that, the the – the album that you had to get the day it came out, and then the album that you played till it was no mm. longer any good. Like, okay. You, the okay. number. I'm not talking about on your phone, Lightning. I'm talking about yeah. an actual I, album. I, the I album that you played more than any other. I can I can do that. See, I like that. I thought we were gonna do like a Springsteen Power Hour, and we're I was gonna say I can't do, do it. Springsteen, yay or nay? <laughs> I mean, but... I can do some Springsteen, but I can't do a Springsteen like Power Hour, like one of our we're former not doing producers. It. We're not doing an hour on Springsteen because <laughs> that's not my thing. Yes, but I'm good, good, good. good. With that said, uh, let's kick around the RNC in just a second. Let's start with this, okay? I think one of the maybe most telling. And I understand that I just said maybe most telling. Well, it's not the most telling if I have to put maybe on it. Fine. Bear with me. Nancy Pelosi gave an interview yesterday, and one of Nancy Pelosi's jobs is to take a little sting out of the RNC and give people something to talk about on their side and to take a little of the luster off the thing by taking some of the oxygen out of the room. She did that yesterday. That's the good news. She did that. The bad news for Nancy Pelosi is she did it in a really dumb way. And you know one thing about the Democratic Party lightning, it seems like to me, I've told you, a criticism I've I've always had of Barack Obama is he never does seem to learn from his mistakes. He seems to make the same ones over and over again. And it seems like the Democratic Party does the same thing. Here's Pelosi on TV yesterday talking about the whole postal system 
conspiracy theory and listen to what she says about Republicans. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. Now, she starts to notice how that went, Lightning. She starts with the domestic enemy is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So already, what do you think, Enlightening, when you heard her say that? Or what should you have been thinking? She's talking about an enemy or, a dom- you know, I'm thinking. Yeah, well, what, what comes to mind is like Michelle Obama's 2015 speech of when they go low, we go high. Because mm-hmm. that didn't seem like that was going too high, referring to sitting president as a domestic enemy. But she didn't stop with him. She then had to go further and call Republicans in the House and Republicans in the Senate domestic enemies. I thought we just saw the DNC last week, and I thought, like, love trumped hate. I know they didn't use love trumps, but isn't love better than hate? Isn't light better than dark? Wasn't that all Biden's thing that he took from the Canadian politician speech allegedly wasn't that the whole point of it was that positives better than negative well what was that yesterday republicans in congress are domestic enemies and so so that was interesting number one number two do you notice the pattern here lightning when push comes to shove and democrats don't get their way It always becomes that the other side is the lowest form, whether it's white supremacists, whether it's Tea Party terrorists, whether it's basket full of deplorables and now domestic enemies. How did deplorables work out in 2016 for the Democratic Party? So you would think, based on how that worked out, that during an election cycle, within 100 days of the election, You might want to knock off that stuff, and you might want to choose your words a little more carefully. She made a point of saying that Republicans are domestic enemies. What did we find out last week, Lightning? According to Biden, according to Kamala, and according to several speakers, the Democrats were an inclusive party, right? Trump's all about him. We're all about you. We want you to come on in on this. And what did Biden say in his speech? I will work night and day for all 330 million Americans, whether you voted for me or not. Did that sound like what Pelosi was saying yesterday? In other words, is Biden going to work for the domestic enemies of the country? Does he believe that members of Congress are domestic enemies? I mean, I don't want to make too much of it. I get that we're a hyperbole nation and all, but... I'm actually trying to issue a warning to to Democrats here. I don't know why I'm helping them, but this kind of nonsense is self-defeating. It does you no good. It makes people take your screams and yells and hooting and hollering less seriously, number one. And number two, it damages you. You know this for a fact as a result of Hillary's basket full of deplorables comment. And yet Pelosi's on TV yesterday saying Republicans are domestic enemies. Good luck with that. You said it, and you said it three days, at four days after Joe Biden said we need to be the light. Mm. 
I guess, short, short memory for Nancy Pelosi. All right, enough about her. When we come back, I want your favorite moment from last night, and then I want your not-so-favorite moment from last night. Day one of the Republican convention. Let's discuss it when we come back. 617-266-6868. It's VB, and you are in the middle on WRKO. All right, let's talk about the RNC day one last night. Your thoughts. What was your favorite moment from last night, and what was your not-so-favorite moment from last night? Uh, Lightning, I will start, then I'll come to you, and then I want to hear from you. 617-266-6868. Give a grade on the night, by the way, uh, overall, too. I'd I'd give it about a B plus, I think. These things are tricky, but and the the Republicans have the luxury of going second. That's what happens when you've got the championship belt, or in this case, you're the president. Uh, the challenger has to go first, and the challenger shows you mistakes that can be made and things to avoid, and the Republicans seem to have learned some of those things that the Democrats didn't do well. They avoided them last night. I thought theirs was much better than the Democrats' day one, number one. Number two, I thought the lineup was pretty damn good it was a pretty good mix of speakers that had different points of view but all sort of centered around the same theme which was that america maybe it has some warts and some flaws but america is great it's still the greatest nation on earth we are lucky to be here and we do not need some sort of fundamental change or a new political way of life That was the basic overall arch that I took. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From it, and I thought it was pretty strong. My favorite moment of the night lightning, um, I, I mean, it was Tim Scott, period. But within that, I know everybody says, you know, my family went from cotton to Congress in one generation, and that was a really good line. But I thought the line earlier where he said, uh, you know, America may not be where we want it to be, but it's a whole lot better than it was in 1860 or 1960. I thought that that drove the point home tremendously. And I thought that because it was him saying that, it carried so much extra weight than if Ivanka said it, for example. Uh, and I just thought he was really good. And. One of the things I really liked about Scott was he was just low-key about the whole thing. Unlike my least favorite moment of the night, which was Kimberly Guilfoyle, it's not even close. If you learn nothing else from last night, Lightning, when you have to shout and scream like Kimberly Guilfoyle was doing, are you trying to convince me or are you trying to convince you? Did you notice how calm, cool, and collected Tim Scott was? He was talking from the heart about something he absolutely believed he knew in his gut to be true, and he was sharing it with you. And if you want it, have at it. And if you don't, that's okay, because that's what he thinks. It was perfect. Guilfoyle with the screaming and the waving the arms and the huge 
over-the-top expressions was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And what shocked me about that, Lightning, is she should know better. She's from television. First time you ever do something for TV, almost always what you realize is, wow, i got to tone it down. You always you, you feel like you gotta shout. You feel like what you have to say is the most important thing ever. And you feel like you gotta express it crazy. And almost always someone'll say, Hey, take it down a notch. It was good, but you know, relax, take it easy. She knows that. So I was stunned. First of all, I was stunned that she was that over the top about it. Second of all, I thought her speech could have been better than it was. She touched on California, but I thought she she could have made the point a lot better than she did in a comparison with California and the Democratic Party, but fine. I mean, I'm not that worked up about it. I just was like, eh, not awesome. She literally was like Effie Trinket from The Hunger Games. Like, that's the biggest internet meme now that I see going on where people are retweeting her video and her speech saying, let the Hunger Games begin. Like It, it was. Just... Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I I, I couldn't, I was taken back. I mean, even as uh, Brittany from the Kuna Report, I was talking to her. She's like, I had to turn my TV down. It was, like, loud. She was screaming. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, let's be fair about it, okay? That was very that was veering into Howard Dean territory for me. <laughs> I mean, Howard Dean was trying to stay positive and even though he took a a really bad loss at that primary, I was in Iowa or New Hampshire now, I think it was Iowa, but he was trying to you know, rally the troops and he got ahead of himself and he did what she did, which is he was trying so hard to oversell it that we're going to be okay that he went nuts. And he started screaming, yeah! But she was headed that way. It was like, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. I just, and she I... almost like, let out this big exhale at the end of that with her arms out wide too. like, first of all, we know you're in an empty hall. Second of all, take it easy. My favorite tweet on that too was uh, what I saw on Twitter. Someone goes more like Kim Chilfoy. Am I right? Yeah, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Kimberly Chilfoil, that might be a pretty good nickname under the circumstances, but wow. Yeah. So that was my, my best Tim Scott for sure. And, I, I gave Scott, I, you know, I sort of graded these things as they were going lightning just for my own sake. I gave Scott an A minus. And the only reason I put a minus there is I actually would have preferred that he not even talk about Biden at all. And I thought his the, the, the couple of minutes in there when he referenced Biden, I thought was ineffective and unnecessary. So I'd give him an A minus, but it was a very good A minus. I thought he was fantastic. Kilfoyle, yeah. Um, thanks for trying, Kim. We're gonna do this again, and we're gonna we're gonna learn some things. Six one seven two six six sixty eight sixty eight. Your favorite moment from day one of the RNC. Your least favorite moment as well. And we'll find out. Lightning tells me she learned some things last night. We'll go over that when we return too. It's VB. You're in the middle on our chaos. <laughs> Lightning, have you seen the Gilfoyle Dwight Shoot mashup? No. Actually, I would love that. Right now for you. Like from The Office? 
Yeah. Oh, I'd love yeah. that. I would love I that because like I like this. Dwight a lot. Oh my gosh, I got to see it. It's out there. 617-266-6868. Your favorite moment last night. Uh, your least favorite if you want to. And what did you make of the whole evening? Give it a grade. I gave it about a B plus. Gloria is in Boston. Gloria, you're next here on RKO. Yes, um, just two comments. My favorite person was the Cotton to Congress person and Nikki Haley. Yep, Tim and, Scott was the Cotton to Congress, yeah, and then Nikki Haley was okay, right yes. before him. Yes, and Fish Lady was my least. I think her name was Gif- Gilfoyle or something <laughs> like that. Gilfoyle, yeah. She's drawn a lot of uh, – she certainly got a lot of attention. I don't know if it was for the right reasons. <laughs> She's just too loud. She was too loud. You don't need it like that. Oh, too aggressive, too loud. And I I turned the TV off momentarily because I just couldn't listen to her. Um, But I thank you very much. I appreciate um, the call, Gloria. 617-266-6868. By the way, somebody asked during a break, you know, who's who's tonight? Melania. Melania's tonight. Enlightening. I don't know if you... This is your first real convention stuff, but do you remember the big deal about Melania's RNC speech back in Cleveland in 2015, 2016? Vaguely. It was basically lifted from a Michelle Obama speech. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, I do remember this And so there is actually a lot on this one where they got to be – I can tell you, some of these speeches, yeah, you go over them and you check this and you change that and whatever – Melania is, I think, is probably the one they're going to go over the most because they are not going to have happened to her this time what happened last time. And so it'll be interesting. First of all, it'll be interesting to see how long it is because is it going to be five minutes or is she going to go for 15 minutes? And then what are, what are the themes? And I hope to – Melania, if you're listening and you should be, please mention she's doing it in the Rose Garden Lightning. Oh, boy. The, the new controversialist. Yeah, the New York Times called it the controversial Rose Garden. Is it really controversial? She planted some new stuff that's going to come up in the fall. What's the problem? But I hope she references that. I stand before you in the Rose Garden where they claim I cut down cherry. I started to do an impression and gave up. Yeah, that that's and it. I real probably quick. should too. But uh, Lightning, you were saying, I assume Gilfoyle was your favorite, quote unquote. My favorite, actually, well, that was the most entertaining. I'll tell you, that was the funniest. But uh, my favorite overall, actually, was Herschel Walker. I was so captivated by his entire his entire speech. For those that don't know, as we watch these things, Lightning sends me random thoughts. And what I realized last night was there are some things that Lightning's new to this. So she's learning stuff that I kind of took for granted. And so there were like last night there was basically three things you learned one of them involved Herschel Walker lightning mm-hmm. which was uh, i did not know that trump owned a football team not only did he own a football team like you know he almost owned the patriots right i did not know that either the rumors wow. were yeah trump wanted to buy the patriots wow. and the thing was he looked at the sullivan's books so the story goes and said that that team was in such financial disarray he didn't think he could fix it that was the story wow. anyway but yeah, Trump owned the Trump was a uh, founding owner of the USFL, and I've always thought that Democrats in 2016 made a mistake not making more of Trump's tenure with the USFL because Trump really did destroy that league. And I don't understand. I this country's into football, 
And I, I think an easy thing that, that Democrats could have hit Trump on then, it doesn't mean much now, was that league would have absolutely have been better off without Trump. Because what Trump wanted to do was just get hit, bully his way into the NFL. He thought if they if he sued them, eventually they would take some teams in and his would be one of them. And the league ended up folding because of that lawsuit. And Trump was like, ah, oh, well. Oh, well. He, he didn't see eye to eye with anybody else in that league. And, and most of the owners, one of whom was Burt Reynolds, by the way, Lightning, grew to dislike. Trump, Trump came in big like he is wont to do, and he got the league a lot of attention, a lot of press, and he signed Herschel Walker, which was a huge deal for the New Jersey Generals, and it got a lot of publicity for the league. But then Trump tried to take the league in a different direction than a lot of people in the league wanted it to go, and... That was the end of the league. He won a lawsuit. The, uh, the official ruling was the, uh, the USFL defeats the NFL punishment. They had to write a check for $3. And that was not what the USFL, USFL was looking for, and that was the end of the league. By the way, Lightning, a little trivia. Do you know who the quarterback of the New Jersey Generals was? No. No idea. Not even going to try. Doug Flutie. Oh, all righty then. So that's the first thing Lightning learned. What's the second thing you learned? I actually almost texted you immediately because my mind was so blown. I had no idea whatsoever that Nikki Healy was born in India and was like had Indian descent. No idea. No idea whatsoever. And I was like floored by that. I had no idea. Father wore a turban, she said last night. Yes. Uh, I mean, I yeah, no. And what's funny about that is when she said America is not a racist country, a bunch of people on Twitter tweeted it and said, spoken by a white person. To which everybody then said, maybe it is a racist country since you don't know that she's Indian. Right? Seriously. I mean. I mean, it, again, Twitter Twitter is I mean, just. I, you know, <laughs> I wasn't trolling on this at all. I was just generally fascinated. Like, oh, my gosh. I, I did not know. That I just didn't know that about her. But again, everybody says don't judge people by their color of their skin or mm-hmm. don't don't presuppose you know someone unless you know someone. Everybody did that on Twitter last night that hates Trump. They all said Nikki Haley, white woman. And Nikki Haley told you. She said. My Indian parents. And she said. And they missed it. Yeah, she was a minority. She said at one point yeah. she quoted minority. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is fascinating. I did not know that about her history. And what was the third thing you learned? I also did not know that uh, Tim Scott was the first African-American elected to the House and Senate. I didn't know that. See, the thing about Tim Scott is... I had no idea. A lot of what was in Tim Scott's speech last night, Tim Scott has said before. But what happens in these things is you realize how how few people pay attention to this stuff. Like, that was not the first time Tim Scott has ever said... My family went from cotton to mm-hmm. Congress. First time I heard it, though. But it was the first time a lot of people heard it. Yeah. And that's why you say these things over and over again. And then when you get to a national stage like this, you play the hits because a lot of people haven't heard the hits. Exactly. And it was extremely effective. See, I took that away from last night. I remember that. The next oh, day, you'll always remember it. That's such a good line. That's what I'm saying. I'll rem- I forever will remember that now. His speech, I'll say his speech is the kind of speech that 20 years from now when Biden runs. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. For president again? He's going to take a lot of what Tim Scott said and use that speech. Really? That's the kind of speech that was, yeah. Because uh-huh. Biden's always running for president, and he's always using other people's speeches. Georgie and Lowell. Georgie, you're next here on WRKO. Hey there. How are you? Hey, Georgie. Can you hear me okay? I got you. Yep. Okay. So you wanted to know the best and the worst, right? Uh, yes, indeed. Okay. I think the two best overall was Maximo, the Cuban refugee. Fantastic. And the gentleman yep. who spoke about his daughter, Meadow. Both good, yeah. Both of them spoke from the heart. And the Cuban refugee really showed what America has done for him. You know, and his story was interesting, Georgie, because, you know, when you got somebody up there literally crying because he's so proud to be an American, that can go one of two ways. One, it can look forced and fake and can ruin it. But, man, I don't know how you didn't want to give that guy a hug in that moment. He, When he (laughs) said, if I gave away everything I have ever earned as a result of being in this country, it wouldn't amount to 1% of what this country has given me. That was a fantastic line. Totally appreciative and such a good reminder to people about, you think you got it bad? Let me tell you about bad because I grew up in Cuba. And let me tell you about bad. That's exactly it. I'm I'm really concerned about the people who are rioting now because they don't know about other places. They think they know, but they don't know. They have just enough knowledge to be really ignorant. And that's dangerous, as you're seeing over and over again. Georgie, good call. i got to hold you right there. 60-second check of headlines. When we come back, let's talk about Kenosha. We do it with Dan Linsky right after this on WRKL. VB in the middle. WRKL. The truth is, our nation's arc always bends back towards fairness. We are not fully where we want to be, but I thank God Almighty we are not where we used to be. We are always striving to be better. When we stumble, and we will, we pick ourselves back up and try again. We don't give in to cancel culture or the radical and factually baseless belief that things are worse today than in the 1860s or the 1960s. We have work to do, but I believe in the goodness of America. 
Hour number two of VB in the middle on AM 680 WRKO. Uh, quickly finish up on the RNC, and then uh, we're going to move on and talk about Kenosha. But Lightning, what you got Bruins Lightning tonight, but yeah. you also got Convention. Yes. I will be doing the Bruins Lightning. That means you got Convention. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is going to be tricky. I'm actually going to have to have my son. Well, the good news is the Bruins well, the are on heck? at 7. Yeah, you got like two people in your family there who are watching it. You know, you got your son who can keep tabs on the Bruins. You can watch the convention. That's going to happen, actually. But tonight's a lot about law and order is the theme. Well, then I'm watching. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they address Kenosha, Wisconsin, if they do it all tonight because – that's obviously front and center in the country right now outside of the convention. So here's what. We didn't talk about Kenosha yesterday um, because we kind of wanted to let the dust settle a little bit. I thought today would be a good day to have our old friend Dan Linsky on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's the managing director of Kroll. He used to be a uh, chief of police for the Boston Police Department, and he was the incident commander for the uh, Boston Marathon bombing attack. Dan, long time no speak. First of all, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Doug. And we haven't chatted, me and you, about uh, Sarnayev's death penalty being overturned. I didn't know if you wanted to comment on that. Yeah, uh, it's just a shame uh, that the system continues to uh, victimize the victims and their families. You know, um, I'm not a fan of the death penalty in most cases. However, if there's ever a case that deserves one, it's this one, especially when he said he did it. There's no, no doubt in our mind he did it. He admitted doing it. Uh, it's a question of what he did. And why he did it, he uh, we saw what he did on videotape. He, he put he put the device behind the legs of an eight-year-old little boy. He deliberately walked away. He took the uh, the safety off, and then he depressed his detonator after his brother had already detonated. So he knew full well what he was doing. Um, why he did it, he told us why he did it. He wrote a manifesto in the boat. It wasn't my brother made me do it. It wasn't I feel like I was bullied. It was he wanted to strike back at the U.S., and he thought putting a device behind the legs of an eight-year-old little boy and killing that little boy that beautiful young woman who was standing next to him and the uh, maiming 254 of our citizens was a way to do it. So uh, in this particular case, I do support the death penalty. However, I am disappointed with a system that if we're going to do that, uh, we've got to make it so we don't re-victimize the families over and over again with constant trials and, and, and appeals and delays. Uh, well said. Well said. I couldn't agree more. Again, I wrote a book about a case in 1875 <laughs> That guy was put to death 11 months after he was convicted. That's where it made sense. I get that there are appeals and you want to, you know, double-check things and dot I's and cross T's, but the idea that these things go on forever and you constantly are having things thrown out and doing them again, that's not the best way. It just isn't. No. Now, with that said, <clears throat> let's talk about Kenosha, Wisconsin for a minute. Everybody probably knows by now because Wisconsin is on fire. Uh, Jacob Blake shot by a police officer as he was trying to get into his vehicle, even though police officers were yelling at him not to do so. Shot seven times. He's in a hospital right now, paralyzed below the waist. Um, it, this is the latest in a long string of these types of incidents, Dan. Your first reaction when you heard and saw the video? Yeah, uh, another, just like when I saw the South Carolina video where Mr. Scott was fighting in the back, uh, for, for running away from a, a foolish traffic incident. It was like, you know, this is not a good video. Uh, that, that, in my opinion, should not have happened. 
Now, I don't know all the facts and circumstances, and we have to wait for the investigation to come in. As it appears, you know, I think the officers would have done a lot better had they holstered their weapons and tackled the man to the ground. Um, I don't see anything that I saw in the video that would justify a threat, although I don't know what was said. Uh, I, I do believe there was a struggle beforehand, and the officers would have had a right to take him into custody. But I, I think the fact that they had their weapons out, as opposed to just fighting the guy and taking him to the ground and putting handcuffs on him and finding out what happened, uh, would have been a better solution. So there's definitely some concerns. We need some answers to questions. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I applaud the family for asking that anyone who is protesting on behalf of uh, their family member do so peacefully, uh, and hopefully that will continue. They've got a very well-established civil rights expert uh, on their side. They've got the attention of the uh, political uh, leadership there to, to try and make changes, and they've got an active investigation both in the state and federal level. Wisconsin has done a lot of training and work with departments in Wisconsin, BB, and they have been kind of upfront on trying to get ahead of progressive police investigations. They were uh, early on to, we're not going to investigate our own shootings. We'll bring in other jurisdictions that are independent to do the, to the investigation. So, I think there'll be a fair and thorough investigation. And if the facts are, you know, unless there's other things that we don't know that haven't come out and it's, you know, just the, the video uh, and, and what looks like bad tactics, um, I, I think the officer's going to have a problem with this case. So let's talk about a few of the facts, Dan Linsky, that we know. And some things I'm going to assume are true based on witnesses saying it, and I know that's a dangerous game. But one thing we know is Blake had a uh, arrest warrant for a uh, incident in early July, I believe it was July 6th, I think. But there was an arrest warrant out for him for a sexual assault and possible domestic violence. So that's one thing. Second thing is witnesses did claim they heard cops as Blake was going around the car saying, drop the knife, put down the knife. Now, it's unclear whether he had a knife or not, but some witnesses said they heard police saying that. Third thing we know is Two cops had tried to take him down, and he wrestled with them, and he was able to get himself free, and then he quickly was walking towards that car. So I, the reason why I point all of that out, Dan, is knowing that those bits of information, let's assume they thought he had a knife, whether he did or he didn't, how, where, where does that go, and how should it go based on training once he gets free from you as you're trying to subdue him? What should happen next? So that's why I said we need to have an investigation. Uh, you know, if they had felt a knife in his pocket, if he was reaching for a knife, I know he was reaching for something in his front pants as he was walking around the car, from my view of the video. But if there had been a knife introduced to the situation before, that could explain why the officers had their gun out and, and, and that they were feeling threatened by a knife. Officers can use one level of force above what they met with. So a gentleman who is armed with, subject who's armed with a knife uh, is somebody that you're justified in pointing a firearm at. And if you think that knife could be used to assault you, you certainly could take a shot to, to stop that assault. Um, that's all that ha- – and that's why it's important. It's not what Dean Linsky or – you know, BB says, as we review video, uh, and with cold hindsight and the ability to review it piece by piece, frame by frame, it's what's going through the mind of the officer based on what they knew at the time and what a reasonable officer knowing the same information do at the same time. That's why it's important to have an investigation where we look at all the facts and circumstances. Well, the other thing, though, for me is <clears throat> he's clearly trying to get in the vehicle, obviously. Now, Based on the fact that you had already tried to to grab him and he resisted, and you know that there is a warrant out, presumably the officers knew that, 
I, I mean, you can't just let him get in the car and drive away if that was the thing that he was trying to do. Others have theorized that he was looking for something in the car that might have been a weapon, and we don't know that either. But, but you can't just let him leave the scene, right? Yeah, if we decided to go hands-on, and I've struggled with you and I haven't got you into custody, then I'm not going to let you leave the scene, right? I can't, I can't consciously unwind that. There's no human being who can say, okay, now it's okay, you can flee from me, even though I've got a right to arrest you, I've tried to put you in custody, and you, you, you bested me uh, in, in the ability to try and get you in handcuffs. That's not going to happen. Uh, I would simply argue that, uh, you know, in my experience, I would much rather put the holster, you know, because I know when I can and cannot use my weapon. I remember chasing a kid for one time, eight blocks. We got to a playground. I was out of breath. He was out of breath. We're on both sides of a jungle gym. He started climbing up. I was a young cop. I pulled my gun and said, you know, don't make me shoot you. And he said, please, I'm going to try and get away. You're going to try and catch me. Um, I don't need to get hurt. You don't want to hurt me. But I'm going to try and catch my breath. You catch yours. But put that put that away. And, um, you know, he, he was right. Uh, so unless if there was a threat of a knife, then you're appropriate to use a, a handgun to protect yourself if you think that could be a possibility. But if uh, that threat had ceased, uh, sometimes it's better off not to introduce a firearm into the situation. There's other means. You can use pepper spray. You can use a, a taser. You could use a baton, uh, something else to overcome the resistance that you have. There is, a, we, again, we don't know this, but there is a... They're, they may have tried to tase him. Some people think they did use a taser, and it either was ineffective or it missed. So we don't know on the taser thing, but that may have happened. Here's my other issue for you, Dan Linsky. I've said this for years, and we've talked about this for years. I, I've always thought body cameras was a police officer's best friend. They don't have them in Kenosha. I, apparently they've had discussions about them for years, but either they don't think the price is right or they think that their cops know what they're doing and they don't what. This, to me, is a glaringly obvious man. If that cop had a body camera on him, it very well could vindicate everything that he did. And yet, because he doesn't have it, we're left to wonder why. You're absolutely right, and I'm a big fan of body cameras. But I'm a big fan of body cameras with technology that whenever you're moving, whenever your weapon comes out of your holster, that camera turns on. Uh, Because in the middle of the crisis, the only worse than not having a body camera is having a body camera that didn't get turned on during a controversial event. So uh, there's technology that exists. It's expensive. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I think communities need to re- require it, uh, and, and departments and offices need to require it, because it does tell the story of what happens before those shots are fired, and that's an important story to tell. Last question for you, Dan, and I know I'm a little bit over time here, but 
I mean, I, we, we've talked about these cases over and over again. Georgia, I think, was the last time we talked. And I said to you, are officers at this point all across the country, I don't care what the circumstances are. If it's an African-American, I'm not pulling my weapon. I would assume that is happening now after Wisconsin. Is it, is, am I crazy to think that? It was happening. And it doesn't matter whether you're African-American or not. It, it, you know, officers are less likely to take aggressive actions and confrontations. Um, and they are you know, stepping back and, and not being as aggressive, not being as proactive and, and waiting to be reactionary officers and only doing things when they have to. Uh, and as a result, we're seeing, you know, crime go up in cities across the country. Um, but officers are definitely leery of taking action unless they're 100 percent sure uh, and they've got support and supervision and appropriate numbers. And, and we're going to continue to see that happen. That that might be a good thing. Uh, I You know, the, the, the downfall is it, it's definitely. Did we lose Dan? Well, I, I, so I think we lost it, Dan, but I, if you can hear me, I really appreciate the time and helping to shed a little bit of light on that. Dan Linsky is the managing director of Kroll, uh, obviously a longtime chief with the Boston Police Department, and we appreciate his time. All right, so that's his take on what went on. You heard a little bit of my take as well. What's your take on this situation in Kenosha and the Jacob Blake case. Let's kick it around when we come back. 617-266-6868. It is VB, and you are in the middle on WRKO. It's VB in the middle. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Some of Just this a little. Combined, your age is larger than mine. Let's not lose sight of that. Fact. Is it? Yes. Oh. I don't think so, is it? Oh, yeah, what do you think, I'm 70? <laughs> not, not by much. How old no, we are 35. <laughs> It's enough. Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. Again, my thanks to Dan Linsky for joining us uh, as we set up the Kenosha situation. And, and, man, here we go again. But I thought he said shed some good light on it from a police perspective, and that's what I was trying to do for you. Now, let's talk about it. One, the case what should have happened in that Jacob Blake situation and were the cops in the wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And then also we've got, okay, we're, we're doing this as, as one reporter put it, I believe on MSNBC, mostly peaceful demonstration. As he was saying that lightning, there is an inferno of flames behind him. And he's saying it's a mostly peaceful demonstration. Really? We've all seen the looting. We've seen the rioting. That car dealership is just unbelievable what the damage was there. The furniture store that's now just burned to the ground. And how long is this going to go on? All these things are on the table. 617-266-6868. Let's go to the phones. Mike's in Danvers. Mike, you're first on this one here on RKO. How's it going, VB? First of all, you should know better to you should know better to take uh, anything from MSNBC seriously. But uh, anyways, the reason why I call the reason why I called is because I seen a video this morning. It was amazing that from 2017, two state tr- state troopers pulled over this guy, had him do a sobriety check. One of the stateies is about six foot five. Well, the guy failed. They tried to arrest him. They resisted. They got him on the ground, wrestled him around. They tased him, and uh, he he was still kibbying about. So. Both of them t- trying to get the arm around his back couldn't. It, it just wouldn't happen. The guy wanted wrestling away, ran around the car. As soon as he opened up this door, it was like that gun was right there in the door. As soon as he opened it on up, he reached in, grabbed it, boom, boom, boom. 
one of the ladies got four uh, got shot four times, was in a coma for about a month, and uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened to the other one, but I think both of them were actually shot, but one of them had to go to the hospital. Hold and, on a uh, second, Mike. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Mike, because uh, yeah. Lightning, was that the same video you were was, telling me about I was about just earlier? saying, I'm pretty sure it's the same video that I've seen, too, where uh, the man, he goes and, and opens the door as a gun. Yeah, yeah. It was like that gun was right there. Yes. Exactly. As soon as he opened up that door, I mean, a half a second, he had that thing grabbed. It wasn't under the seat. It had to be on that door. Took it out, boom, boom, boom. And he wasn't afraid to die. You know, the, the way he was shooting and standing his ground and shooting at those two cops, he was not afraid to die. Um, you know, I don't know if that was his third DWI or, or not, even want to lose his license or if well, it was something more sometimes serious. It, but... Mike, sometimes it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Again, let, let's look at the Georgia yeah. situation down in Atlanta and why Atlanta was burning for a while. The guy was asleep in the parking lot of the Wendy's. Cops get a yeah, call. There's yeah. a guy sleeping out there, so they show up, and whether they think he's drunk or whether he is drunk, any of that, that guy just determined in that moment, you're not taking me in, and yeah. he's going to wrestle with him, and then he's going to – he gets the guy's taser, and then he turns yeah, to yeah. fire it at the cop. I, I've i always said, yeah. like, what was supposed to happen in that case? What did you want the cop to do once he got the taser? Yeah. And no one, no yeah. one ever seems to want to go there. They always just want to say, "You can't shoot the guy. You can't shoot the guy." Well, he's got a taser. He's going to shoot it at you. What, what, what's supposed to happen? This case yeah. is similar, yeah. where he's not doing what what he's being asked to do, or in this case, yeah. what he's being ordered to do. Okay, then let's play cop. You order the guy down. You know there's an arrest warrant for the guy. He's like, I don't think so, and he's physically resisted you and gotten the better of you. So what What do mm. you want the police officers to do in that case? Nobody thinks seven shots yeah. is appropriate. However, what is supposed yeah, to yeah, happen, yeah. and how is it supposed to go? I, I guess after the uh, taser gun didn't work, maybe try to take a couple shots at his leg or something, some kind of, you know. Well, that uh, may have I, been I what know. happened. It, it, we it, don't even it, know where it, he was it, shot. It, it, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. don't know how I mean, many times he was shot. Monday morning quarterback, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, again, yeah. facts are facts are very slow in coming here. But one of the things is like, was he shot in the legs? If so, does that change your opinion of the situation? We don't know. Did he fire a weapon? We don't even know if he had a weapon in that car. He may have, and he may have fired. For, we don't know. So there's so much that we don't know here, Mike. And yet things are burning. Because that's what we do now. We just act like we're an expert on everything. We act like we know all of the facts. And we act like this fits that narrative that we want to believe. So now we get to do this thing. 617-266-6868. More calls in a minute. It's VB in the Middle on RKO. Talking about Kenosha, Wisconsin, and yet again, another one of these police officers shoot black man. A, what happened with shooting? B, what are we doing with these quote-unquote protesting, looting, rioting, violence, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and how do you make sense of any of this? Lightning, do you have that uh, business owner from Kenosha who's, uh, whose business was burned down? Yes, let me just grab it real quick here for you. See if you can get that, because yeah. I, I, every time, I mean. Yeah, I got it. 
I just this reminds me of the jewelry store owner in Boston when that night happened. And, you know, we can go down the list of these things. But what sense does any of this make? And he speaks what we would all think if we were him. This morning, get up, come down here. And I, I what I see, I was not prepared for. I knew it was going to be a disaster, but I didn't know what a disaster looked like till I saw it. And you and you, I can hear the the emotion in in just in what you're saying. I mean, what is what is the family feeling right now? It's tough. Um, you know, this is a business that that my parents started 40 years ago, small out of their garage. It was a, it was a small business. Uh, did it just to make a few extra dollars, and eventually it grew. Um, 31 years ago, they bought this building, and so we've been here ever since. Um, they they're very upset about it. It's emotionally hurtful uh, what we didn't do anything to anybody you know, why do we deserve it exactly. done we didn't do anything to anybody why is our business now ruined and yet it is because we're just gonna rush to judgment and decide that we get to destroy other people's stuff it's and a- I, do you have the don jr cut oh, we'll get back to your call yeah yeah you have and- that don jr cut from last night whatever you thought of don jr's speech some people thought it was a farce other people thought it was really good and some people thought it was just all of that but at one point he did t- try to define what this election was all about and i think this was a pretty effective thing for republicans to, to frame it this way no longer be the silent majority it will be the silenced majority this has to stop freedom of expression used to be a liberal value at least before the radical left took over now the republican party is the home of free speech the place where anyone from any background can speak their mind and may the best ideas win people of faith are under attack you're not allowed to go to church but mass chaos in the streets gets a pass it's almost like this election is shaping up to be church work and school versus rioting, looting and vandalism or in the words of Biden and the Democrats, peaceful protesting. Look, anytime you do the it's either or thing, it's going to be, you know, hyperbole and and pushed way to an extreme, whatever. But there is certainly some truth in that in the there is a divide in the country. And. On the one hand, you know, those things that he mentioned, we can't be doing those things. On the other hand, there's other stuff we turned a blind eye to. And how is this going on? 617-266-6868. Let's go back to the phones. Rich is in the truck. Rich, you're next on RKO. Hey, VB. Uh, I hate when they these things come up, you know, at the start of your, you know, your spiel. You said, let's get some you know, opinions on this. And I can't give an opinion on a little clip. Like, as soon as I saw this latest incident, you know, sure, it looks bad in the clip, but I don't know the whole story. So how can I comment on it? You know, it reminds me of the Obama bear summit when he pounced all over that situation. You know, you, you know, you, you can't show a little clip and then ask people to give their opinion. You know what I mean? Because you're misinformed. Yes. In that case, yeah. it was a photo, but th- this has all been going on from that famous Cambridge cop- cops acted stupidly, which is, again, so a lot of people were talking about the revisionist history of the Republicans last night. Well, there's plenty of revisionist history to go around. One of them is that this is all Trump's fault. Well, this was going on 
during the Obama presidency. Ferguson happened then. Cambridge happened then. And people were rushing to judgment and not waiting for the facts to come out. And then when facts came out, Rich, they were either ignoring them or saying they were lies in the case of Ferguson. Now, again, here's another fact, though, Rich, which is obviously problematic. As you said, you know, we're we're just you, you hated to see another one of these stories. Well, when you say another one of these stories, that means it is a black person shot by a white cop. Lightning, we get back to the same question that we do almost every time, which is that if this guy, Jacob Blake, was white, would he have been shot? Well, and, and I have another question. If he had did what the cops told him to do, would he, would he have been, been shot? Yeah, no, these are oh, both. Right. I right. agree, Rich, and I think this is the I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I, I tend to err on the side of the cops here. Why? I believe in law enforcement. I believe we ask an awful lot of law enforcement, and I believe that law enforcement has a, a tough job made unbelievably tougher in 2020, in part, by the way, as a result of some bad cops. We get to the George yeah. Floyd. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good case. But I, I think cops have an extremely hard time and with Monday morning quarterbacking everybody's got a video everybody thinks they know better this job is extremely tough I think this case what little we know about it Rich I keep waiting for people to tell me what they would have done because the first thing you want to do is just get the guy under control well they tried to get the guy under control then you say well use non-lethal force they may have used the taser and it didn't work so and then the guys go into the car well what what do you do as a cop then? Do you have to wait and see if he comes up with the equalizer? Or do you take preventative measures knowing that he's already been resistant and belligerent with you? People people just want to say cops bad, cops bad. Fine. Once you get that off your chest and you calm down a little bit, let's talk about this. How would you handle this situation and what would be done? Again, the arrest warrant that that Blake has is for, for violence. This is not a, oh, the guy didn't pay his uh, registration, so we got to go get him. No, he had a violent arrest warrant out for him. So you know that already, or presumably they knew it. And then he was belligerent with you and was ignoring your commands. So what is supposed to happen? Well, one thing is he's not supposed to get shot seven times. Understood. But what leads to the seven shots? That's where it gets murky, and that's what we don't know yet, Rich. They, you know, they should have called in the social worker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I called 911 and left a message just on Junior yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah. Rich, I appreciate the call. 617-266-6868. Rob's in Milton. Rob, you're next on RKO. TV. Hey, Rob. How are you? Hey, listen, Good. I want to give uh, Chief uh, uh, Linsky, uh, you know, his due as a Boston Police Department person, but I wish – when he mentioned Kroll, that he mentioned that he's basically a social justice warrior. I'm just reading right off his solidarity with the black community and uh, demic racism and blah, blah, blah. We'll put that aside for a second, okay? 
that's why he was dodging your question about what should you do, okay? He has a bias, and he should have told people what Kroll actually does. I'm just reading. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that, Rob, at all. But I don't want to spend a lot I'm of time the rest, talking I'm about it. Fine, I'm but I know website. Dan Linsky. I know how I'm Dan Linsky operates, and I know what his long okay, career is okay, a okay, cop. Okay, okay, so. fine. You can disagree. I'm just reading what it says on his website, their website, Kroll. But let's go back to the, the reason that this all happened. This person, the police's job is to enforce the law. We agree? Yes. Okay, so there, I'm out there with this guy. And this guy has already taken a gun out in a, in a, in a location and waves at people. He's, his Facebook page is Black Lives Matter, which I wouldn't have known until today. He did not uh, – he's has had a record. He's a, he was wanted for something, for some domestic violence. Yeah. Listen, if the police weren't there, Doug, what are you going to do to protect yourself? That's what I want to know. Me, I have to t- assume that I, I have to protect myself against this person. The police's job is to mop up afterwards, not to – be proactive. So this whole thing, and then those uh, those politicians. Rob, I don't, I don't get it all where you're coming from, and I'm going to hold you. First I first of all, I got a break. Second of all, I don't. Their job isn't to mop up afterwards. Their job is to prevent me from taking care of business. Like, no, there was an arrest warrant from them. You said it yourself. Well, guess who arrests? It's the police. They got. They saw him. They knew he had a warrant. They were going to arrest him. I can tell you this: if he was white. And they showed up to that call and realized that the white man had an arrest warrant. You know what they would have done? They would have arrested him. So that much, I believe, the qu- the question is the shots and whether he would have been shot if he was white or not. My guess is he would have based on what had happened, what little we've seen. But, again, we don't have all the facts yet. 617-266-6868. More calls in a minute. It's VB in the middle on our camp. It's VB in the middle. Is poop shame a bad thing? Shouldn't we have poop shame, all of us? Like, you shouldn't be, I'm just going to kick in that office bathroom door and wait until you see what's coming. Like, I feel like there should be a little bit of a shame associated with it, especially if you're Mount St. Helens, for God's sakes, in there. I mean, come on. (laughs) Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. Talking about Kenosha, Wisconsin, and this story that is all too familiar. The names change, but the story remains the same. It's Jacob Blake, 29 years young. He's in a hospital somehow. He is surviving a seven-gunshot attack from cops, if you call it an attack. What incident, I guess, would be a better word. And Kenosha, Wisconsin, has been on fire for the last two nights, literally. And one wonders how long that's going to go on. I'm asking you about the Jacob Blake case and what you make of what limited video we have and that particular situation, and how is this thing going to play itself out? 617-266-6868. Let's go back to the phones. John's in Nashua. John, you're next on RKO. B, how are you doing today? Good, John. How about you? Good, thank you. Um, The things we have learned about this that we do know is if you watch the video, he has a knife in his hand by his belt he's holding he's gripping it when he goes to get into the car they can't see what his hands are doing i can assume here he's going for a gun and that's why he's been shot now let me put this in perspective in this way i spent 10 years as a store detective in boston i had a case one day where a young lady white very well dressed 
She dropped some Canberra cheese in her ba- in a, in a like Saks Fifth Avenue shopping bag and a few other items. About ten bucks. It's a it's a run of the mill shoplifting case. Uh, I pull my my Boston Shield out, identify who I am, walk her back to the office, and we go in the Prudential, the little booth next to the courtesy desk where the cashier cashes out their drawer. And she turns around, not facing me, and her hands are doing something, and I'm saying, turn around, show me your hands, show me your hands. She finally turns around and pulls out a friggin' big knife and tries to stab me in the chest. But what you said, with the officers that shot him if he had been white, I'm going to tell you something. If you can't see what his hands are doing and the situation that you're in, and he has a knife and he's not his commands, you're going to get shot. And I, I have no problem. And I think that the shooting will be justified. And it's funny you brought up the Atlanta one, and he was drunk, and he was a convicted felon. He was going back to prison. That's why he wasn't going with them. Should he have been shot in the back? No. That was wrong. That was a mistake there, that's for sure. But just to put a little bit more perspective, uh, I, I think people are jumping the gun, and that Governor Evers threw his own department under the bus. That yeah. was disgusting. Yeah. Let's have let's find out what's going on before we make a judgment. Thank you. Excellent call, John. Love all of it, including that. Lightning, you know all this all too well. We don't need you to get too into it, but you're married to a police officer, and you know that can happen every day where you make a simple $10 shoplifting pinch and you almost get stabbed. I will forever tell you the name Officer Tarantino out in Auburn, Massachusetts, who pulled the car over. And when he went up to the window to ask for license and registration, he got shot in the face and got killed. Because it can happen, and it does happen. And people forget the name Officer Tarantino, but they remember a list of Black Lives Matter names. I think both should be remembered, and both should be understood, and both should point to the fact that this is a complicated world and there are bad people in it that are looking to do bad things and looking to not be held accountable for doing bad things. And when you try and hold them accountable, they're going to do more bad things. And the question is, how do you then enforce the law? How do you say, hey, look, I'm just bringing you in. Let's let the courts decide when somebody doesn't want that. What happens? I mean, I think this case is really interesting for a number of reasons, but one of them is that, which is, I think Atlanta was this, except that Atlanta, he was running away. This guy was trying to either get in a car or get something in the car. He wasn't communicating in any way. He was ignoring the police. And I just, you know, what what do people want cops to do? I mean, Lightning, if your husband, I, and you know what, I'll scratch it. I'm not even going to ask you because I don't want to have you even envision the scenario but the idea that one of these cops is there and he goes in the car and they're going to say to themselves well let's wait and see how this goes i mean i don't know too many cops that would feel real good about being in that situation so then you ask yourself do you want the cops to just let the guy get in the car and drive away or get whatever it is he's got in the car and then act pretty damn tricky especially considering what had gone on just previous, which is where this newer video is so important because you do see the struggle that had gone on and that the cops were unable to subdue him. 617-266-6868. Jerry is in the car. Jerry, you're next on RKO. DB, let me just start by saying to John, that was an unfortunate turn of the phrase when he said people were jumping the gun. Yeah, it was. (laughs) So... um, you know, the problem that we have here, first of all, you know, I know a number of police officers, both local and state, 
And I don't know of one of them that looks for an excuse to discharge their service weapon in the line of duty. Not a one. In fact, I think most of them would rather that that thing never come out of its holster for the entirety of their career. For this guy to be shot by multiple police officers is, is in and of itself speaks to the fact that it can't be an issue of race. Because I refuse to believe that you had multiple police officers at that scene who were racist. One, I still find that hard to believe, but more than one, I find that virtually impossible. This is a segment of society jumping up, you know, using that, um, that never let a, a tragedy, you know, a good thing go to waste, you know, yep. never, never yes. waste the opportunity. You know, um, Ron Emanuel, I can't never remember. Never let a, cri- a good quote. crisis go to waste, yeah. Exactly, and they're just throwing gasoline on the fire. What we have here, and I'm going to try to make it analogous if you give me one more minute to finish. The, the left wants us to wear masks so that we don't pass on the coronavirus and get other people sick because we have a responsibility to other people that we don't make them sick. Well, we have other responsibilities in our lives, and one of those is we hire peace officers to keep everybody safe. And in the course of doing their duty, if they, for some reason, unbeknownst to us at the start, are engaging with us, we have a responsibility to be compliant with their request. It is incumbent upon each and every one of us to do what is being asked of us when a person is just trying to do his job and keep the world safe, ask us to do something. Now, we have a certain particular segment of society that for 30 years or more has been conditioned, trained, or programmed to be non-compliant, to be combative, and to, and to push back whenever they find themselves in this position. And if they don't understand the cause and effect here, that's what's happening. If you fail to give respect, the guy's just trying to do his job. He's just trying to figure out what's going on and send you on your way happily. But when you have failed to cooperate, when you can become combative and you push back, it escalates the situation, and that's the problem. Jerry, excellent call, as always. I appreciate it. 617-266-6868. Let me sneak Ray in here real quick. Ray is in the car. Hey, Ray. Yeah, ZB, thanks for taking my call. Listen, absolutely, if the guy was white, he would have been shot. The stats do prove that more white people are shot by the police than black people. I think he would have. I, I, again, I asked the question because that's usually – in cases like this, you say to you, you know, we get back to Philando Castile, you, you pick your case. But if he was white, would he have been shot? I think in this case, the answer is yes. Now, we'll never know. But I I just look at that video and I think to myself, is that cop going, he's a black guy, he's dangerous? Or is he saying... He's a guy with a warrant who has just pushed back on us. We don't have control of him, and he is ignoring commands. That's why he's dangerous. And I think it – I hope and I also think that that is why that in in the moment assessment was made. And that's why when the guy goes into the car and it looks like he's reaching for something, I I think if he was white, if he was Asian, if he was female, whatever, I think that person was going to get shot. I do. Now – Somebody who disagrees with me is LeBron James. If you haven't heard what LeBron said, I will let you do so when we come back. First, a quick 60-second check of headlines, and then you'll hear from the L.A. Laker when we come back on RKO. 
But on the other hand, I think people should lose their thin skins. Yes! BB! I mean, I think people should just be a little bit less sensitive. Yes! It's BB in the middle. And to realize that, you know, if everybody were perfect, everybody would say everything in a way that caused nobody uh, harm. But, you know, everybody's not perfect. Correct! On WRKO. Hour number three of BB in the middle on AM 680 WRKO. Uh, we will get to... That story in Plymouth Lightning, I, that was news to me. And I am still a little bit stunned by that. So we're going to have to kick that around this hour, which means Springsteen will get kicked later. Hopefully we get to him as well. But in the meantime, I do want to continue to talk about Kenosha, Wisconsin. It is the big story in the country uh, outside of the RNC down in Charlotte. And I've told you my opinions on it, and you've heard from some experts and some of our callers. This is LeBron James. Now, for those of you who know LeBron James, he needs no introduction. Others of you, he, he obviously NBA star, Cleveland Cavalier, now an L.A. Laker, who has in recent years gotten very uh, active politically. He's the one that Laura Ingram said shut up and dribble to, and that led to that controversy, et cetera. But LeBron has, I, I would argue, has had a, um, I would say a not great year when it comes to his political activity, social justice, etc. The, the, a lot of it gets to do with Hong Kong and China in the NBA and how LeBron didn't step up there and kind of bungled that. He has said nothing about bitch-ass white boy lightning, and we talked about that. And that, that has just, like, we're just going to pretend that never happened, apparently. And so there's that. He has been very loud and outspoken about Black Lives Matter. He has he was asked about what's going on in Wisconsin yesterday, and he's he had some interesting things to say. And by interesting, I think I think it's things you will not like to hear. That doesn't mean they're wrong, but let's kick it around in a second. Here's LeBron James. I think firearms are, are a huge issue in America. Um, I don't know how you clean that up. I'm not saying saying that I got all the answers, but guns are they are a huge issue. In America, um, and not just, they're not used for just hunting, you know, that a lot of people do for sport. You know, we, right now, for black people right now, we are hunting, we think it's, you hunting us, unfortunately. That's aggressive. I, man. I, I, I'm a Caucasian, so I guess I can't understand the perspective he's coming from, but do black people feel like they're being hunted daily? That's aggressive. But that's not all he had to say. This one bothered Lightning even more. Listen. You have no idea. You have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he woke up on the good side of the bed. You don't know if he woke up on the, on the wrong side of the bed. You don't know if he had an argument at home with a significant other. You know, if one of his kids said something crazy to him and he left the house steaming. Or maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. That's what it feels like. I I mean, that's just outrageous. That is absolutely outrageous and out of line. First of all, LeBron. The last part of it, really. 
your husband is a cop, Lightning. I don't want to get too personal, but has he ever said on the way out the door when you said, honey, have a great day and be safe, he said, today might be the last day of an African-American's life. Has he ever said of that? Of course not. I mean, honest to God. I mean, the thought that he that LeBron James even thinks that that could be a possibility for police officers, that they think that way, is just downright ignorant. It really is. Does anybody think that in the George Floyd case that that's what that guy thought when he left the house that day? I mean, show me the case where you think that the cop legitimately earlier in the day decided that he was going to kill a black person versus show me a cop where he got involved in a situation that got real murky real fast and maybe he showed poor judgment and maybe he just had to make a split decision that was either wrong or that was his decision and a black person got killed. Like we get back to the Philando Castile case, that's always one for me. But but do you think what percentage of cops do you think have ever said to themselves, I think I might kill a black person today? How many cops have said that in the last 10 years? I mean, that is unbelievable that he's and just totally irresponsible, in my opinion. And to just say that willy nilly and to also act like so if a cop gets in an argument again, lightning, I hate to use you, but you and Anthony have an argument. So when Anthony leaves the house, he thinks I'm going to take this out on somebody. No, of course not. That's also irresponsible and something that police obviously are not trained to do. They lock it in, you know, and they put their whatever's at home stays at home. It stays there just like what's at work stays at work. You know, that's how a lot of these police families operate. I I assume a lot of you know who Charlemagne the God is. Yes, we had him on the show before. He's been on the show. Uh, he's a radio host, radio legend, really, out of New York. But he's the one that had Biden on, mm-hmm. and Biden said, if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. He's the one that had Kamala Harris on when she said, you get the idea. You know Warren, who too. Yeah, Warren. Yeah, he's the one that called out Warren for uh, not benefiting from being Native American. He had a line the other day that was just fantastic, and I think LeBron is is now veered into this territory. Which is Charlemagne the God said the other day, a lot of you people have gotten so woke that it's time for you to take a nap. (laughs) I don't think it's meant as a joke like I don't think it's meant to be clever either. (laughs) I think it's meant to. You're so woke that you don't even stop and think for five seconds about what you're saying or what you're doing. And you're making a mockery of yourself. That's what LeBron just did. Is he joking? Hey LeBron, let me let me take what you said and let me let me see if this makes any sense to you. Oh, so we don't know if the cop woke up and had a bad day? Do you think maybe just maybe cops have to deal with that with every single traffic stop they make, every single house call they make, every single 911 this is an emergency call they make? Gee, I wonder what kind of mood that guy's in. But you're thinking that we got to be worried about every single cop and whether they had an argument with their significant other? And then whether or not they just decided that that was the day they were going to shoot a black person? And you think you're leading on that? Man, I, I am not a shut up and dribble guy. Lightning, we've had this argument many times. I believe athletes, like everybody else, are part of this society. I believe they can have opinions. I believe they should voice their opinions. If you have a platform, you should use it. That doesn't mean, however, that instinctively, because you're using a platform, that you know what the hell you're talking about or that you're being productive. 
I think those comments yesterday were just wildly irresponsible. And I, Charlemagne may not like me quoting him because he may not agree here, Lightning. I have no idea. But I think that that comment comes into mind that you're so woke, maybe you should take a nap because you need to, to relax. You're, you're not seeing the forest for the trees. 617, I get that you're upset about what happened in Wisconsin, and that, that's fine. That's legitimate. But those comments are crazy. 617-266-6868, back to the phones. Uh, Dan's in New Hampshire. He's been very patient. Hey, Dan, welcome to RKO. Hey, thanks, VB. I, I think, you know, after listening to you, and but I think you're kind of taking it a little bit light. I mean, what he actually said is that cops having a bad racist day go out hunting blacks. Now, can you imagine? Uh, I'm having a bad racist day. I think I'm going to hunt some blacks today. Can you imagine that thought process of somebody in that position and who should be? I mean, let's face it. I mean, LeBron James is a figurehead for young black youth. What the hell kind of example is he setting? Well, so, so one question on that one, Dan, right? I agree. And one question I would ask LeBron is, so LeBron, you... We can go over the statistics if you'd like, and whether you believe statistics tell the story or whatever, that's, of course, a discussion to be had. But white people are killed by cops. So why are they killed by cops? Is it because they also wake up some days and go, yeah, today's a white person day. I'm going to go hunt a white person. Or do they kill white people in the line of duty because white people, like every other people, color, creed, gender, etc., sometimes do really bad things and make really bad decisions when it's stressed to the max, you know, heat of the moment, not thinking clearly, and they put people's lives in danger and they get shot. I mean, so because if that's what happens with white people, then would that also not stand a reason that that happens with black people, that that might happen with Asian people, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I just... I get that there is a long list of names that we are talking about here and that the NBA is wearing, you know, equality on their jerseys and Black Lives Matter on their jerseys. And I understand why we're at this point in time in 2020. But how is what LeBron James said just not only is it how is it helpful? How is it based in reality? We do not know yet at all what happened in Wisconsin. We do not know. If that guy was grabbing for a gun, Dan, was that cop justified in shooting? Yes, he was. So you're going to tell me you feel like you're hunted because a guy in Wisconsin got shot when we don't yet know whether that was a justified shooting or not. That's just crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. And, And when you look at a situation, right, that the secondary... Uh, offense of burning all the stores and burning all the businesses and destroying and looting really outweighed the original problem as far as putting people's lives in danger, destroying property. I mean, I believe it was headed by Black Lives Matter and Antiva, and they're still allowed to to run free and, and basically cause havoc. And I'd really like to know you know, who is doing all of this stuff? I mean, if it's Black Lives Matter and Antiva and, and we know it, why aren't we going after the people that are causing it instead of going after the cops that are well, actually because trying you to know do the world we're living. You know the answer to that, Dan. We've been over this. But again, Nancy Pelosi says that Republicans are domestic enemies. 
So she's not going to say that, you know, we, we've been over whether the Black Lives Matter organization should be called a terrorist organization or not. And that's a great political divide in the country. And Antifa is another one. So we've been over this and it's all political now. 617-266-6868. More calls. We come back. It's VB in the middle on WRKO. It's BB in the middle. I'm driving home and that song comes on the radio. This is God's country, and so it's stuck in my head. My son reaches up when I put the York peppermint patties down on the counter, and he goes to grab one, and I give him one, and I say, those are mom's candy. Like, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just sang the song but changed God's country to mom's candy, and I'm like, I can't hear that song anymore. You should be arrested. It was awful. And my it. son looked. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To me, like, oh my God, who is Pod Dad? You said this is Mom's candy. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. I'm, I'm sorry to laugh. Lightning, that song you just you're playing right now. Mm-hmm. Goo Goo Dolls. Mm-hmm. My nine-year-old daughter last week, I was driving into her soccer camp, and that song came on. And she goes, Dad, what's this? I said, oh, this is actually a pretty big song. Mm. And she goes, ah, change it. <laughs> she heard about five seconds of it. Not And she was like, out. Nope. And I tried it. I'm like, nah, your mom loves this one. This is a big song. A big hit. Women loved it back in the 90s. Change it. <laughs> and it was it. It was gone. So it's she no... didn't bleed just to know she was alive in that song hey, if it goes. It's no Ed Sharon, all right? I know she's I a guess big not. Ed Sharon fan. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the phones. Talking about Kenosha, Wisconsin, and what is going on there. Joe is in Wilmington. Joe, you're next on RKO. Hello, Vivi. Hey, Joe. Yeah. You remember Eric Garner from New York, Simon yeah. Lucy's outside the store? Yeah. He got, he got arrested several times. He just didn't want him. He's just stuck his nose to the law. Some people don't obey the law. Now, a cop for his death, let me give you the hypothetical. If you're sitting in a tent floor of a hotel room shooting out the window with a gun, and a guy in the 20th floor jumps off at the same time and the bullet goes right through his heart, who is charged and what is the charge? Involuntary well, manslaughter, I guess. I don't know. What, what are we getting at here? Well, you don't know the cause of that death. When that guy went to the car, he didn't obey the police officer. You, you don't never know the cause of death until it's, it, it comes out, until they investigate. Why is everybody jumping to a conclusion? Well, that's what we do now, Joe. I mean, it's 2020, man. We don't wait for facts. We just jump to a conclusion, and then we never give up that what we thought initially is what it is, no matter what. No matter what the facts well, the say, nobody ever goes, you know what, I was wrong, and I, I own up to that. I'll say this for Barack Obama, at least. That was the idea of the beer summit. It was really silly and childish and whatever, but at least he was semi-acknowledging 
hey, you know what? There was a better way than the way I did it, and let's try this way. It was late, and it was I, I got a lot of issues with the beer summit. But you don't even bother with beer summits now. You just don't ever give up that you were right. That's how we do it in 2020. Well, I, I'll give you another one, Joe. I'll give you another one, okay? Garner's a bad example, and I'll tell you why. Garner, no matter what, Eric Garner should not have been killed for selling Lucy's. And that yeah, hold that he – but that hold that they used was never supposed to be used. So the cops did act inappropriately in that case. I mean, there's no two ways around that. There was other ways that that could have been handled. Garner's a bad one. I some, but some of these cases, and we've been over this, the Philando Castile case, he, was he reaching for his seatbelt? Was he reaching for his license? Or was he reaching for something else? And when you, when you make a move like that and you put your you, – you're now forcing the person that's looking at you to make a decision immediately. Usually what people do is they think the worst in those situations. And so then they might act in a way you don't want them to act. And that, that may have been what happened in the Castile case. I'll give you another one, Lightning. Do you remember when the uh, the Charlotte riots happened a couple of years ago? Yeah. The African-American guy was waiting at the bus stop, and he was in his car, and the cops thought it was kind of suspicious, and they, they drew weapons on him, and then ultimately they shot and killed the guy. And the story was that they thought he had a gun on him. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And then it turned out he did have a gun on him. So what happened was, there was this, you know, it was it was another in a series of African Americans killed by cops who rushed to judgment, and then the cop story was like, oh really? And then they rioted for several days down in Charlotte, and then it came out that he did have a gun. He had an ankle holster, and he had a small gun in his ankle, as they had said. Again, it gets back to. In some of these cases, you have to say to yourself, okay, well, what was the cop supposed to do? How was he supposed to act? And what was the moment where it went bad? So in this case, they, they seem to be doing fine up until they were trying to subdue him, I think, right? He had a warrant out. They were trying to arrest him, and they were trying to take him down without weapons. He resisted. He gets the upper hand, or at least he gets away, it appears that he's got a knife with him. It, again, no one knows definitively, but it looks like he's holding a knife at him, at his uh, waist. Well, what's supposed to happen at that point? And then, usually people say non-lethal force. Well, what if they tried non-lethal force? As has been suggested, they may have used the taser, and it did not work. So then what happens? In, in a number of these cases, there's always a... We just think cops are racist and cops did what they did. But is it that simple? It rarely is. The one case is the South Carolina case where the kid was running in the park and that cop shot him in the back. I don't think anybody disputes that. That was horrific. That guy was convicted after a hung jury at first, and that was awful. That one's way over on this side is clearly nobody defends that police officer. But so many of these cases are in the middle where they're murky and we're not sure. And some story is there, but not all of the story is there. And we don't know what to make of this stuff. And yet, furniture stores are being burned down. Car dealerships are being destroyed. Things are being looted. And we don't yet know what the full story is. Darren's in the car. Darren, you're next on RKO. Hey, VB, thanks for taking my call. I'm actually home now. Um, and it's another call from Wilmington. Um, I, when you played the um, 
LeBron quote. That's the first time I've heard it because I haven't listened to radio all day. I've been working, working hard in Boston. And uh, the comments he made about the guns and the hunting, that's what set me off. Um, he, he's talking about one incident in Wisconsin. And he, he's, he's a fool. He wants to talk about something. How about he talks about Chicago? Every single weekend, if you want to talk about hunting, people are hunting. People of color are hunting each other in Chicago every single weekend. People are getting shot and killed in multiples every single weekend. Well, I, look, maybe he, was, maybe he was including that, Darren. He was talking originally. It started with just he, – he said it. He said, look, we have a gun problem in this country. And so I guess what the theory would be – and I'd have to hear more from him on it, but that unless you're a hunter, you shouldn't have guns. Well, that's never going to be the society we live in. It's called the Second Amendment. People defend themselves. Again, if that couple in Missouri didn't have guns lightning, what would have happened in that situation? We don't know. But the way they chose to defend their property was with their weapons, and that's because the law says that you can in Missouri. And so what LeBron says is a gun problem, other people would say is a gun right and the idea that only hunters are going to have guns now, that's that those days are not only are they over, they never were. So I don't I don't know where he's going with that part of it, but maybe he was including Chicago. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, Darren. 617-266-6868. More calls in a second right here on RKO. You in on that uh, Duncan Beer lightning? That read, Jeff Brown was talking about? Yeah, I read that earlier, saw that earlier. I'm not sold on it because I tried their, uh, the Harpoon, just the Dunkin' Coffee one. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Did you ever get the cannoli one? No, I could never get my hands on it because they were gone before they almost even came That's out. outrageous. It was unbelievable. That was so up my alley and I could just I couldn't get my hands on them. You just wanted the can. Never yeah. Well, you wanted the product too, but man, no such luck. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, when was your last beer blog? It's been way? a while. It's been a really long time. I am planning on one actually within the next week or two. So um, I've kind of spaced it out a bit during this quarantine. I haven't been able to physically <laughs> so go. So when you're at home with nothing to do but drink, that's when you don't blog about it. Well, beer. first off, the first month of quarantine, <laughs> remember, I gave up drinking and I went on like a diet. And then uh, I haven't been able to physically go to the breweries, which I kind of like to do yeah. and showcase uh. from. So it's been a little bit. All right. Well, stay tuned on that. Yeah. Meanwhile, let's talk more about Kenosha and what's been going on. We played the sound from LeBron James earlier, which I found fairly outrageous. Um, but just your thoughts on it as we continue to see rioting and looting and assume we're going to get more of it tonight. Bill's in Hudson. Bill, you're next on RKO. Afternoon, VB. How are we doing today, sir? Hey, Bill. All right. From LeBron, the guy has been everywhere across the world playing basketball and has had police officers pulling security for him so fans can't go down and even rub up against Sir LeBron. And now he wants to say the audacity, the police officers go out there and hunt black people down. If you were a cop, would you ever pull detail again for a Lakers game? I mean, you would because it's your job and you're a professional and you can't let that stuff get to you, so you would. It's sort of like Secret Service when you don't All right, I'll give you necessarily that one. And you the want president. the money. But, yeah, and that too, yeah. And but, money, yeah, no, yeah. it would leave a bad taste in your mouth, Bill. I get what you're saying, which is, yeah. Look, yes, there's a lot I mean, of this going on. Again, when LeBron, LeBron supposedly <laughs> had Black Lives Matter, or excuse me, had uh, 
graffiti spray painted on his house when he first bought it in yes. California. And well, who did they call? Yes, the police. Right. So but, but, this, but, this but, is but, always the thing earlier, with people. People want to defund the police, said, and then they want to call the police too. Like, well, what you yeah, said. You said it earlier, though. What's the police officer pulling over anybody at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? I couldn't care where it is. The, how scared is he? Because he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. That's the, the hardest part about being a police officer. People don't realize it's two o'clock in the morning. What is that person's having a bad day? Again, and cops, you said it, BB. So, but what? But Bill, we, we're well, a thankless job. What we don't have is LeBron says we feel like we're being hunted. Okay, but we don't have evidence of cops saying what LeBron was saying could possibly be, which is a cop wakes up one day and says, "I think today a black man's going to get killed." In other words, he's going to go kill a black man. We have no evidence. I of doubt that. that. But you know what we do have yeah. evidence of? We do have evidence of people waking up and saying, today a cop is going to die. Because that's been going yes. on in this country for years now. Sometimes it's foreign terrorists that do that. Sometimes it's domestic terrorists. Sometimes it's just bad people who want to do something bad. But we do know in this country that sometimes when cops leave their house innocently to go do their jobs, they are then killed just because they are a police officer. We know that is true. We don't know what LeBron totally. said is true, and yet LeBron's acting like that's the one that is actually definitively happening, and it's happening on such a scale that that's why this stuff is out of control. I mean, you know, LeBron can say, and, and I don't want to, again, I, to me it's not an either-or thing. Lightning has always said, and I think Lightning's right, can it be that you think Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter? But let me ask you. Yeah, what if you're a black police officer? Well, this. Well, we get into this though. So, can anybody name the names of the Dallas police, the Dallas police officers that were killed a couple of years ago? Nobody can. No. Is the NBA wearing their names on their jerseys? Are they talking about them? Were they talking about them? No, what we not. know is the NFL banned the Cowboys. Wouldn't allow the Cowboys to put a decal on their helmet in their honor, and yet now the NBA is putting all sorts of Black Lives Matter stuff on uniforms and in the stadiums down in Orlando. So we continue to be at this conundrum, right, for lack of a better term. Completely. And that's why LeBron, LeBron, these recent comments by him, maybe we should play these one more time, Lightning, but they particularly rankle me because... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I just don't think there's anything factual to back up what he's saying. But he's saying this to justify all this stuff that's going on in the country. And I find it outrageous. Well, I'll, I'll when be, those cops I'll were killed in Dallas. To do this now? Right. Bill, when those cops were killed in Dallas, at any point did you say to yourself, let's go torch a furniture store? No. No, I didn't either. And it would have been an improper response, obviously, and I would have been arrested for doing it. Have a wonderful afternoon, VB. You're a great pleasure to listen to, and I love you in the middle. Your show is awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the call, 617-266-6868. Can you play the LeBron again, Lightning? Mm -hmm. Just in case people are just hearing this, this is LeBron James of the Lakers. 
I've, I've, I go up and down with LeBron. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't. Um, and I don't object to him having opinions and voicing them and wanting to be a leader. I do object to him saying stupid things. And I think these two things that he said were stupid. You have no idea. You have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he woke up on the good side of the bed. You don't know if he woke up on the, on the wrong side of the bed. You don't know if he had an argument at home with a significant other. You don't know if one of his kids said something crazy to him and he left the house steaming. Or maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. That's what it feels like. Can't, can't be. Can't be. I mean, LeBron, I would ask you, when you when you have an argument with your significant other before you leave the house, what do you do professionally? Do you take that with you to practice and then do you punch a guy just because somebody's going to pay because you had an argument with your spouse? Of course you don't. You go and you practice hard or you play hard and you do your professional career as a professional. Well, why would a cop be different than you? Quite the opposite, actually, because the, the cop has specific training on how to deal with things under stress or in high tension. You don't necessarily. Your career over time, yes, sir, certainly you pick up some things and, and you learn how to handle things, etc. But But if that was true of a cop, why wouldn't that be true of you as a basketball player? That I left the house and I had a bad argument with somebody, so I'm just going to go punch somebody. You ever done that? So why are you better than that cop? Why would you, why would you be able to handle a, a, an argument or your kid saying something that rankled you? Why would you be able to handle that but not a cop? It's just nonsense. Swedish Steve, I got 30 seconds before the break. Go. Hey, buddy. How are you? Listen, I'm not going to pass judgment until this uh, thing is done, but it looks like a justified shoot. They, the suspect's actions placed him in fear. They shot. If a reasonable officer would have done the same thing, it's just that simple. I don't know why we do this. And the real problem is this tribal politics that has been in the place of the Democrat Party since 2008. That's what's causing this. And it's the reason we didn't get to, you know, the most powerful military in the world couldn't bring peace to Afghanistan was because of tribal coalition politics. And if the Democrats think this is the way to do it by ginning up uh, certain races against each other or certain groups, and they want to put together the Obama coalition, that's the problem in American politics, not the solution. Good call, Steve. I agree with a lot of that, and I think that's why the Don Jr. cut from last night is so interesting, where he said this is setting up his church, work, and school versus rioting, looting, and vandalism. The idea that the Democratic Party is not only so hesitant to criticize what's going on in Wisconsin right now. One thing we know factually in Wisconsin is that stores are being burned and looted, and it's completely unjustified. We know that. But nobody's criticizing that. What they are criticizing is the thing they don't know, which is what happened in this case. And that's where they have a problem, I believe. And I think, I know Don Jr. is at an extreme with what he's painted as the choice. But within that extreme, there is something to be said there, which is if they can paint this discussion just as, you know, Law, this is why Trump does law and order all the time on Twitter and people mock him. But this is what it's about. You have to say... We are going to have rules, and they are going to be followed, and we are going to participate in this society in a productive way, or there is going to be law enforcement to take over. And if it isn't that way, what do you have? And they, they think that's a winner, and I think it's a winner too, which is why they're pushing it, and why tonight is going to be all about that at the RNC. More calls in a second right here on RKO. 
It's DB in the middle. That wasn't an epic fail. It was a grande fail, is what you're telling me? First of all, it would be a vente fail. Let's just stop while you're ahead, okay? Let's just continue That's why on. I don't like Starbucks. I don't... There's secret knocks. There's secret codes. <laughs> there's body language that needs to be read. All I wanted was a cup with Pennywise on it that said hit Frappuccino. I got none of that, and I got to put up with crap from you guys. When I was being cool, I was being cool. Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. So the numbers are out, Lightning. Um, I know you've seen them, so I won't go. Did John see these? I don't know. Let's assume he didn't. I don't know. Uh, No, bring it. Day one, RNC, DNC. Which had more viewers? Let's go with RNC. I think people were kind of expecting more fireworks. Yeah, the early reports today were that uh, at least with C-SPAN on YouTube, it was it was like six, almost six times more viewers on the C-SPAN YouTube channel for the RNC than it was for the DNC. However, the TV ratings are now out. About 16 million people tuned in last night through the all the, the cable and the, the networks. 19 million tuned in for day one of the DNC. So three million less last night for the RNC than the DNC. Very interesting, you know, as a kind of ad hoc sort of general election popular vote poll, that's a good sign for Trump. But I mean, viewer-wise, I think people expected more fireworks, more substance, and they did get it. Not saying that everything that was said was necessarily true from what I watched last night, but the Republicans are more informative on their ideas than the Democrats were last week with theirs. The Democrats did a lot of shaming. Too long a speech already. Yeah, Just that, talking that, about numbers. perception. Just talking about numbers. <laughs> Don't I want your go. hot take on it. You know. Just want to know that the DNC got three million more viewers. Now numbers we'll see reflect what, what I'm saying. Biden's, but yeah, well, we'll see. That's day one. I, I would have thought the Republicans would have had more last night, but no, they didn't. And Fox, Fox had a tremendous increase, as you would expect. Lightning, I think it was up like forty-four percent. Their RNC day one versus DNC day one, which means anywhere else. Totally no one wanted to see it. Trump was the only one that saw CNN carrying it, apparently, because their numbers weren't great. 617-266-6868. Back to the calls on Kenosha. Tom is in the car. Tom, you're next on RKO. VB, what, what gives you any reason to believe those those uh, those numbers? I, I don't believe it. But anyways, so, by the way, listening to that, that LeBron uh, quote again was just unbelievable. You know, I, like you, I, I feel that athletes deserve, uh, celebrities in general, have the right to an opinion, but but if they're going to make a statement, it's got to be informed and it's going to be responsible. And you know, lately LeBron is none of the above. So this past weekend, I don't know if you noticed, but you didn't mention it yet today. He walked into a press conference with a book, Malcolm X book, carrying it. You know, look at me, I'm reading Malcolm X. So what do you think the first question was from one of the reporters? Hey, LeBron, what was your takeaway from the book? Yeah. And to quote Bostool, he had the look on his face like the kid on the first day of school after summer reading. And it was it was actually embarrassing. What what was the point? You know what I mean? If if you're gonna if you're gonna walk the walk, you gotta talk the talk. You gotta be informed. You gotta be responsible. And and uh, unfortunately, LeBron's been none of the above lately. And and I love the guy. I know he does a lot of good things for a lot of good people. But in, in, it feels like he's out of his league lately. What do you think? I, so there's that old expression in politics, right? Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle was this with the RNC last night, where she was just trying way too hard, and it was like, wow, tone it down, Kimberly. I think LeBron is trying way too hard right now to give the appearance of 
being, you know, a social justice leader and being in tuned and being informed and having takes that nobody else has thought of because his experience is so unique. But I don't think he's any of those things. I, I increasingly, I mean, China exposed a lot of the NBA, right? And what their view there right. is, you, you either believe in social causes or you don't. And if your social cause has a price, which it did for the NBA, then it's hard to take take this stuff too seriously. But and that's why, again, I think the, the bitch-ass white guy controversy is interesting. If you're going to be woke and say right. people got to be canceled, well, then what are you going to do with that one? What they decided was nothing. We're going to do nothing with that, even though everybody knows Luka Doncic would have been suspended if he had said a similar thing to the African-American player. Sure. So it, it gets hard. Enough of these things happen, Tom, and, it, and you start to go, okay, yep. the emperor has no clothes, right? Like, right. you're not you what you're telling point, us TV. you are. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't mean to say that. I mean, he he doesn't believe that. And I I guarantee you, LeBron would take that back if he could. But he was just rolling, and he just had to finish his sentence, and it came out of him. But who knows? If, you know, who, who knows if that's what he really thinks? But I know if he had his brothers, he would take that statement back because that that's such a vile incendiary uh, statement. I don't I mean, know. God, I don't know, I, Tom. I think people right now aren't seeing the forest for the trees, and I think people are thinking crazy things and saying crazy things, and. They're not talking about it with other. So I think LeBron would do well to talk to you or me, Tom. And whether he agrees with us right. or not, at least you have a conversation yep. with someone who doesn't share right. your opinions. Right. And so you can kind of hash right. the thing out when you don't do yep. that. Your opinions tend to get crazier and crazier because nobody is right. stopping you. And they're all going, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. So, That's why I love your show, man. You're in the middle. I, I appreciate you, the you call, give, Tom. You give, Thank a, you, you. Give a, you give both sides. Keep it up. I, we Bye-bye. try. We try. And we give we give you what it is. Like, again, I know a lot of you don't want to hear that the RNC had less viewers than the DNC, but that's what the numbers are. Can't lie with it. We're looking for facts. Those are the facts. We'll see what tonight brings. David's in Boston. David, you're next on RKO. Yeah, hi, um, Hey, that guy just used the word incendiary, which uh, I, I, I was going to suggest something else about the shooting, but... That guy triggered a thought uh, when he used the word incendiary. Phoebe, would, would you ever, with, with everything burning, I mean, even going back to the fire in, in the cathedral at Notre Dame, and then all these cities burning and everything, all these riots and, and, and you know, the last, yes. the last year, yeah, would you ever use the slogan, would you, would you ever, as a talk show host, would you ever use the slogan, burning down the house? I mean, no, I don't think so, but not for I, – I wouldn't just – I wouldn't even use it. I wouldn't think of it that way, no. But – so I, I wouldn't do it because of what's going on in the world. Don't you think that wouldn't, – wouldn't like uh, some kind of agent provocateur use an incendiary slogan like that, burning down the house? Uh, every, every, you know, and then he's always talking about throwing another log on the fire. This morning he was talking about pouring gasoline on it. And uh, the guy's obsessed with fire, and his slogan is burning down the house. I mean, I think it's so inappropriate, uh, you know. And uh, I, I don't, I don't know of any other talk show host that uses that slogan. But the thing that why I mentioned, I, I can't get a straight answer out of the guy because I'm screened out. I told the screener what I was. Well, why? Ask why? I don't get why that bothers you, David. Like you're talking about Cooner, I assume. That slogan's fine. Oh, yeah, I good. wouldn't use it, but it's because it's not my thing. On the other hand, I love the Talking Head song burning down a house. Um, I don't think it why because there's California wildfires or because Wisconsin's on fire right now. He's not supposed to say he's burning down a house. 
I get that you don't like Cooner, okay, but that's kind of a silly nitpicking thing you got there, I think. And I'm not uh, kind of sorry I go, I went there because I thought he had a more interesting point about what we were actually talking about, and he didn't. All right, Howie Carr Show's coming up next. Joe Concha going to be on at 4.30. Joe is always good, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, day two of the RNC tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow at noon right here in the middle. VB in the middle. WRKO. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.